And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Ian Howarth. Always a great time talking to Ian. And as always, we had a ton to discuss. Um, escalations in the Middle East. What will the Biden administration do in response to American troops being killed on the Syrian border? Uh, who knows? We will find out, but uh, something tells me it's not going to be good. Um, we, we discussed the convoy of Republicans heading to the southern border to get arrested by the FBI again. Apparently some people never learn. Uh, Donald Trump was ordered to pay Eugene Carroll $83 million because he hired the dumbest lawyer on the planet instead of a real lawyer. Uh, you know, not not a lot of uplifting news this week, but uh, we, we wade through all of it. Uh, guys, before I get to you, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are uh, on iTunes, please leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Ian Howarth. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Ian Howarth. Ian, how have you been, man? Good morning, Brady. Uh, I'm mourning the victory of the, 19, uh, the 49ers. It's not the best feeling as a Green Bay fan, but, you know, happy for our, our guy, Aaron Bandler. He must have had an amazing weekend. Yeah, yeah, man, that's a pretty dope game to be at if you're a Niners fan. Holy cow. Uh, he, man, he was at last week's game, too. Mm-hmm. Living the life. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, man, I, I'll tell you, for Packers fans, the Niners are like... Just Darth Vader. Yeah. It's like five tonight. straight tonight. huge playoff game losses. Man. Oof. The law of average would say that you guys are going to pull one out, out of your ass. I don't know. At, at some point. One one year, Brady. One year. We will have an above average offense and defense. That's really what I'm, I'm hoping for. It's always been with the Niners that we've just let them score 50 points or something ridiculous. Like when we played Kaepernick and he ran 350,000 yards. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of difficult to win then. Had the game of his life, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he made like $100 million off of that game. Never had another game like it the rest of his career. Wild. We had more, he had more important things to do, you know, fighting racism. I'm no fan of the Niners or San Francisco or the state of California or anything that organization stands for. But I, look, man, I'm gonna, I'm, I have to root for him in the Super Bowl. I have to. The Chiefs must be stopped. If Taylor Swift wins the Super Bowl, we storm the Capitol again. How about that? <laughs> like, like that's it, man. That's it. Straw that broke the camel's back, dude. Storm like, the Capitol is now just our way of expressing any mild distaste. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, I don't even have an opinion one way or the other on Taylor Swift, but like, I'm just trying to watch some sports and have a couple drinks, and this bitch is on my TV, just like. The entire game. I'm like, okay, fine. I don't care. I'll honor my pledge. I, I, I said during the game, I was like, I'll honor my pledge and vote for the NFC's nominee in the Super Bowl. She, it's the most important Super Bowl of our lifetime, Ian. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Chiefs. I just can't. I just can't do it. I can't. Man, can't do it. I'll be, I'll be rooting for the Chiefs mainly because you know I hate the Niners that much. But yeah, yeah the Taylor Swift stuff. I feel like there's a middle ground where 
the sane response is this is kind of annoying now. Yeah. You know, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of the people on the right. You know, the same people who are threatening to boycott the NFL, but they couldn't name one NFL team. You know, they're losing their minds about, oh, it's fixed. This is what style. <laughs> it's fixed, yeah. Like, all of that nonsense. Like, okay, have you ever met an elite athlete? They do not exactly enjoy losing for money. Like, their entire life is competition. Uh, but then there's the people who just, oh, my God, she's so amazing. I, I just don't get it. Like, yeah, she's she's very talented. She's obviously very successful. Uh, I just think, um, yeah, I, I think Taylor Swift is just overblown. And I know that's going to upset a lot of people for some strange reason. But a lot of her songs are catchy, but she doesn't even sing. She just talks to music. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get any of it. Making a lot of money for Travis Kelsey, though. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's making a lot of money from the government doing those uh, <laughs> Pfizer commercials, too. Two and one. The, the, yourself the, with one vaccine, we can do it with two. The, the NFL is fixed, people. It's like, guys, do you think that corner from Detroit would have, for any amount of money in the world, let an interception hit him right in the face <laughs> and, and headbutt it right to Brian Denayuk on the goal line to lose the game? Like, come on, like, it's just not, what do you, come on. Like, how, how would that, it's like fake the moon landing. It's like, do you know how many yeah. people the government would have to kill? Like, people cannot keep secrets, man. You'd have to literally murder, like, 50,000 people that were in the know and their families to try to keep, like, yeah. a fake moon. You know, it's like, how like how would you even make that happen? It's not feasible. I also feel like fixing a game and having the players fix it somewhat convincingly is actually harder than just playing elite-level football. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, like small-time boxing matches that are fixed, they look terrible. Yeah. So he just it's randomly like... fell over. Yeah. <laughs> he gets hit in the neck and acts like he got knocked out. I mean, yeah, it's just like there's just no, yeah, man, it's not fixed. There's just no way. And it's always the nerds. I think that's what annoys me most. It's not actual sports fans having these opinions. It's just <laughs> like anybody who's played the same competitive Andrew sports. Tate fake masculinity <laughs> nonsense. Who just, oh, it's all fixed. I've always loved the National Football League. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. So on even more depressing, uh, on a more depressing note, even than Taylor Swift about to win her first Super Bowl, um, imagine trading Tyreek Hill for Taylor Swift, by the way. Goodness uh-huh. gracious. I, I really hope that trade bites him in the ass. Anyway, uh, last night, uh, reports say that Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, and a whole bunch of uh, Defense Department higher-ups were at the White House all night last night meeting with Joe Biden on how to retaliate against Iran after three soldiers were killed in Jordan on the Syrian border on Saturday. Um, don't worry, Ian. Lloyd Austin and Joe Biden have it under control. Uh, they'll <laughs> they'll come up with a game plan, let me tell you. They, they sure won't do anything stupid and make everything worse, will they? Oh, I can imagine. I mean, just the level of energy in that room must have just been, you know, comparable to methed and heroined out rock stars of the 80s. I mean, can you imagine just the vitality, the youth? It, it's crazy. I mean, congratulations to Lloyd Austin for finding a day in the last couple of months. He hasn't been secretly in hospital, so that's a positive. But um, I think what pisses me off most about all of this is just like the reactive nature of it, and people do not understand that basically all of the power in terms of foreign policy is proactive. And everything with Joe Biden is just sitting around having pudding and then ignoring the obvious consequences of what he's doing. Like we can debate whether or not soldiers should be there, all of this kind of thing. But how many attacks have there been on some form of American position in the last couple of years? How many people have been killed? It's like more than just this event. Joe Biden isn't going to do anything because that's the whole strategy is just to pretend it's not happening and think we can 
bribe Islamic terrorists into not trying to kill us. That's kind of their thing. So it's just it's more the same insanity. And thanks to our new system, everyone would have forgotten about this by next week. So nothing really matters in Joe Biden's world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Biden said to the press, you know, on one of his he doesn't really talk to the press, but he was walking, I don't know, in or out of a helicopter or some such nonsense and said, you know, hey, are the, the strikes against the Houthis working? And he said, no, but they'll continue. <laughs> it's like, has to work okay. <laughs> okay, so you're just like, you're not really like doing anything, but you're going to keep dropping these bombs. You're not going to like secure any of our bases or pull any troops out of war zones where they're literally just sitting ducks. And look, man, and I do have to say this, obviously, I, I couldn't let this topic go without getting this in. We, we've been involved in the Syrian civil war for over 10 years. A war that our quote-unquote side lost, by the way, you know, eight years ago now. Assad's army beat, well, let's be honest, al-Qaeda, who we were arming and funding in a literal act of treason. But, I mean, nobody cares about that. And ten years later, we still have troops dying on the Syrian border because Assad gassed the Kurds ten years ago. Like, get them the fuck out of here, man. And we only have, like, between six and 800 guys in Syria. Get them out. Especially if you're going to play footsie with Iran, you're going to shoot some camels in the ass in Yemen, and you're going to, you know, like, pussyfoot around over there and speak out of both sides of your mouth. It, can you, the least you can do is get our boys out of, like, Iraq and Syria, where they're just sitting ducks. And any of these terrorist organizations, Iran-backed or otherwise, know exactly where they are. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. And the government wanted U.S. troops in Syria so badly that when Trump wanted to pull them out in 2017... Which, which, like I mentioned, was only like 600 assets at the time. Mm -hmm. The CIA makes up a bunch of stories about Russians putting bounties on American troops in Afghanistan to get Trump to back off. And he did, because Trump is easily fooled. And now, all these years later, we still have troops dying there. It's just like, what? What an absolute joke. And we have these sick old men making decisions. Whatever they're going to do is going to be nonsensical. You know, you can take that to the bank. You can set your watch to that. It's like, my goodness, man. The, adult, the adults are back in charge what i've been told I mean, adults in the most obvious sense and that he's 80 something <laughs> years old right i think what, what frustrates me is like i think you know you and i probably agree and disagree on various things in terms of like the use of the military across the world but i think we're on the same page in that if you're going to do something do it properly and this is the problem with joe biden is that he you hit the nail on the head he's trying to do two things at once he's trying to have this foreign presence because you know there's many reasons one of them being money that it helps when you have a military presence elsewhere, but he does nothing to actually support that presence. So it's like, yes, we will be in all these countries, but you'll just be sitting there waiting for something to happen. It's exactly the same as the Benghazi scandal. It's exactly the same as the withdrawal from Afghanistan of, okay, let's withdraw the air base first and then the, <laughs> the urban center second. Right. It's just, it's setting ourselves up for failure. If we're going to have people there, then we have to have them there and have them protected and have them empowered to actually defend themselves. Otherwise, what's the point in having them there? Because the only thing in the Middle East that's respected is strength. And the only thing that's really exploited is weakness. And Joe Biden is the face of weakness. Right. And uh, it's the same Obama bullshit of portray weakness across the world, apologize for being American, and then pay our enemies and be surprised when that blows up in our face quite literally. It's, it's sickening. Right. I mean, like, I'm a non-interventionist, but if you're going to intervene, intervene. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't really, like liberty people that believe how I do on foreign policy always call American empire. We have to defeat the American empire and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, kind of like we're a, 
I don't know. I, I guess you could classify America as an empire, but it would make a heck of a lot more sense if America was an empire. <laughs> like it's like the the Romans and the Greeks and the Persians when they invaded someone, they they didn't just leave six hundred troops on the edge of a war zone for ten years for absolutely no, based on absolutely no strategic value at all. Yeah. So they can just get attacked randomly whenever you piss somebody off in the region. It's like it, like. It doesn't like like you said evacuating the the troops before the civilians. I mean, like this is like if America was a legitimate empire, they wouldn't be making making these dumb decisions constantly. They'd actually want to like, you know, gain land or resources or gold or something. You know, like they'd they'd want to get something out of it, and they'd use the military to make for make sure they got something out of it. But it's like we're playing this like talk out of both sides of your mouth kind of thing where they'll. Like they'll do just enough in the Middle East just to make sure every Muslim still hates them, but not enough to actually win a war, and they just leave our troops in harm's way indefinitely. And it's just like, I mean, they're kind of on both sides of the Israel-Gaza conflict. I mean, it's just like, it makes, like, if if America was a legitimate empire, like the Romans, this would make a lot more sense. Like, like, that would still be evil. Don't just invade countries for no reason. But, like, you could at least... Like, militarily justify it. Like, okay, I understand why the generals did this, but, I mean, this is just... This is whatever is like dumber and lazier than an empire. You know what I mean? It's like yep. I don't. It's like halfway between sane and insane, which apparently just gets you killed. Well, also then you have the the fact that really the United States has been horrific to their allies for decades now, and that there's been multiple people that we could have some kind of alliance with that we've just crapped on their face, and then we're shocked when those people start to work with our enemies and. You have people like Lindsey Graham coming out of, oh, we've got to target Iran now. It's like, well, what does that mean? Because there's a huge population in Iran who hate the regime there. So wouldn't it be great to have some kind of strategy that targeted maybe Iran's influence in the realm of terrorism, i.e. not funding them with billions of dollars, but also keeps people on our side by not bombing the shit out of them for no reason? There's just this bizarre thirst for just bombing people randomly and thinking that's not going to have consequences. And that's not me arguing for no response, but people always forget there's this middle response of it matters what the response is. If you get hit in the face and you go blow someone other guy's head off who had nothing to do with it, like you might feel better because you have some kind of low-level retribution. But that's not what foreign policy is about. It's just crazy. You've either got, we should blow the world up, or we should just sit on our ass and thank them for punching us in the face. Like There's a middle ground here, guys. It just requires... A couple of brain cells to rub together. Yeah, we could just behave like a normal country, you know. Defend our interests, not intervene when our interests have nothing to do with the conflict. We could try that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like First we, time for everything, we, Brady. We could try that for once, <laughs> you know. And I get, you know, like, obviously, I'm a radical, so I get a lot of shit when things pop off in the Middle East. And uh, like, whoa, it's just, just bring the entire, you know, U.S. military home. I'm like, no. I have no problem with the Navy, for instance, protecting shipping routes. I'm a big Thomas Jefferson fan. I have no, I have no problem with killing Muslim pirates, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, America's been good at that for a long time. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. Don't, don't let these idiots, you know, try to bomb, you know, send these Scud missiles and shit at that, that shipping cargo at cargo ships. I mean, that's insane. You know, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Shit or get off the pot. It's been decade after decade of this. But don't worry. Um, things are just as ridiculous here at home. Uh, on, on Friday, Trump was ordered to pay E. Jean Carroll $83 million, $83.4 million, because he has an Instagram influencer for a lawyer instead of a real lawyer. Um, 
and the most bizarre part of this is Trump's lawyer went on a social media victory lap right after because her goal is obviously to get on TV and be an influencer, not to help Trump. And she is accomplishing that goal. And for some reason, MAGA is eating it up. <laughs> it's, and just... it's like, okay, okay, guys. Like, this is not going well. Like, I, this whole shit posting past the graveyard thing. I like, ah, all right, if, the, if that's how you, if that's how you want to play out this election, guys. But, oof, these people are cruising for a bruising, man. My word. Well, because the loudest people, again, you know, we've said this a thousand times. They don't care if we win or lose, and they make more money if we lose. You know, the whole influencer class, and really a lot of the commentary class too, they make more money, they get more clicks, they get more attention if Joe Biden stays in power, and Trump gets more attention if Joe Biden stays in power too. Because he can play the victim, he can play the, oh, it was stolen from us, if only we did this, this, and this, if only you gave me just a bit more money. I mean, it's it's has all the hallmarks of a cult in a lot of ways, or a religious sect of some kind that... Well, if you uh, didn't get into heaven this time, just give me 20 more dollars and maybe next time. And it's it's pretty insulting. But also, can you imagine being a lawyer and having Trump come to you? Why would you want to represent that man? The guy cannot keep his mouth shut. Like, How many times has he admitted to committing a crime on tape that he didn't have to? This whole Eugene Carroll thing has really happened because he just wouldn't shut up about it. I mean, like, yeah, it, the case is bullshit. You know, we all know the case is bullshit. Right. But you've also just got to know when to pick your battles. And if you just lost one defamation suit, shut up. Yeah. You've got other things to worry about. Don't just keep talking about it because it's quite clear in New York that people out to get you. Like the justice system is not fair. It is clearly leveled against him right now. But then he should be playing knowing that rather than just being shocked that this is happening. I mean, it's also chump change to him. It's probably worth uh, the marketing in his mind. And it'll go to small donors anyway. But if you actually care about our movement and care about not having Joe Biden in the White House in 2024 and 2025, then maybe you should change the strategy. Yeah, it seems like everybody cares about that except for Trump and his team. Yeah. I mean, it's like for the only man who doesn't understand that the Justice Department is out to get him and, and he needs to keep his mouth shut is Trump. I mean, it's like deep down he still believes this is a game. Yeah. Deep down but he still was, thinks nothing was. will happen to him. It's amazing. It's like, obviously, the Democrats' goal was to use lawfare to get Republican primary voters to rally around Trump and then drain all of his campaign funds and legal expenses and tie him up in court forever and ever so he can't campaign. And all of that has worked. I mean, the plan is working flawlessly. But boy, oh boy. I mean, I bet even Democrats thought Trump would have halfway decent legal representation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't even think the most Democrat of the Democrats could have envisioned their plan working this perfectly. It's, just... <laughs> it's like Christmas morning every morning if you're a Democrat. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and we, we talked, you know, with my buddy Tyler Grant was on the show last week, and he looked up Trump's lawyer, uh, Lena Haba, her record, and like he, and, and Tyler's a, a lawyer at a very well-respected law firm, and he had never heard of the law, the law school she went to. Her case history is like a bunch of, like, family stuff, like just local, small-time, <laughs> small-town stuff. And then boom, she's she's representing the former president. It's like, yeah, but you know, Trump Trump, picked, Trump hired hot, her. So. I mean, that's why Trump hired her, because <laughs> he's an eighty-year-old, sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah, he's been on this planet for eight decades, and he still thinks makes decisions with his dick. It's like, my goodness, man, I want to keep Trump out of jail much more than Trump does. <laughs> like for goodness, sake. like I, I know I I know I've been rough on Trump. I know I've been rough on Trump because he deserves it. I'm not going to lie to my audience. 
but I don't want Trump to go to jail. I want Trump to beat Joe Biden. Like, I would much prefer a President Trump than Joe Biden. Yep. But, but, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, just I'm not a lawyer, so this isn't official legal right. advice. But keep your fucking mouth shut is the best strategy you can have for dealing with any situation. If you're arrested, if you're being questioned by the police, never speak to any of these people without a good lawyer present. And that lawyer will almost always tell you just to shut up. Can, can you and, just fire this broad and hire an old Jew, please? Yeah, I know. Elderly, elderly imagine? Jewish man. Just an absolute monster of a man who's just knows actually what he's what he's doing and how to keep you out of jail. Just the I mean, kind of just... feller that would make Ilhan Omar shit her pants. <laughs> That's what Trump needs right now. Okay, not the lady with the boobs, man. Not the TV lady with the boobs. Like, come on. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, Trump is Trump. You know, everything to him is a TV show. It's the problem is that people are watching this and fueling it. Oh, she's an amazing lawyer because look, here's this bikini photo. So I, <laughs> I know, stupid. I know, I know. Although it's all the it's all the Trump like the paid Trump campaign people, and it's all the MAGA like influencers. They're all like praising her after she lost. She's yeah. the reason why this case yeah. was was bullshit. It should have fallen apart even in New York, but she spent the entire time antagonizing the judge. <laughs> Which is the, <laughs> the best idea. Like, isn't it? What are you doing? Like, oh. Fuck you, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like where you're in New York, woman. Like, what are you expecting? Oh my goodness! Unbelievable. But and this I, is what you get. You eventually you run out of lawyers. I mean, I know. She was below Jenna Ellis on the scale of lawyers. Man. I mean, that, can that's can you all imagine? You need to know. Can you imagine <laughs> being oh, lower gosh. on the on the scale of anything to Jenna Ellis? Oh, oh my goodness. Obviously, we're gonna we we have to keep it short. Uh, both Ian and I's homes in Ohio and Tennessee, respectively, are falling apart, and we we have some professionals <laughs> coming to fix shit. Uh, so we're gonna have to cut this one off early. But I'm gonna get into the the biggest story of the country in in the country right now in more detail on Wednesday. But obviously, it's it's what's happening right now. Greg Abbott's stand against the federal government on the southern border. If you've been living under a rock the last week. Um, I'll catch you up to speed. The feds have been ordered to open the border and cut razor wire on the border that's been put up by the Texas National Guard in order to flood Texas with as many illegal aliens as possible. Um, and Abbott finally had enough, declared a state of emergency. Twenty-five Republican governors are standing with Texas. Every GOP governor besides, wow, what's his name in Vermont? Can you remember the feller's name? <laughs> Goodness gracious. But uh, it's Vermont. Who cares? But uh, DeSantis <laughs> has sent... Florida guardsmen to Texas. I believe uh, Governor Stitt in Oklahoma sent uh, the Oklahoma guardsmen to Texas as well. I mean, it's great seeing the states take matters into their own hands, obviously. Um, and I'm going to get into all that later. But first, before we let you go, man, once again, and you, we, we, I, we all knew this was coming. You could, I mean, you could <laughs> see this coming a mile away. But the feds obviously saw a golden opportunity to arrest, or worse, you know, they— you know how these feds are trigger happy. They'd love to touch a few off, too. But they, they, they saw a golden opportunity to arrest a whole bunch of Republicans again, you know, January 6th style. So they're encouraging patriots to go to the, the southern border and fight with immigrants or whatever. Obviously not by the FBI. Obviously, yep. ladies and gentlemen, please don't do this. Fellas, are you, are you hearing me? Are you listening? Go home. <laughs> go home. The guy telling you to head south is an FBI agent. I guarantee it. This is my personal guarantee to you. He's a Fed. Block his number. Go home. 
Yeah. I really hope most people don't fall for this. But there's a huge convoy on the southern border already. How, how many times are the, are the boomers going to fall for this, man? And I don't mean yeah. just boomers by age group. I mean, people that act like boomers of all ages. How many times? How many times? After everything you have seen. Yes. It's it's disappointing. I also think we, we need to address the issue of entrapment in American law. Because I think it's it's getting to a point now where you have a lot of crimes that wouldn't happen unless you had an organization like the FBI creating the environment, pushing the people to do it. You know, it's one thing to be on the street and someone offers you drugs and you arrest them. It's another to be creating an entire situation in order to try and arrest people. And uh, it's pretty gross. But while that's the case, people need to be a little smarter than and at least take something seriously. It's bizarre the way the same people who would be happily head to the southern border to get arrested by the FBI think everything else is a conspiracy. Oh, gosh, they can't see an actual conspiracy three inches in their face. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the 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 NFL is rigged, but <laughs> this but Mr. Buzzcut sitting next to me who's telling me to go kill an illegal alien is is totally above board. Yeah, I mean it's just like I I, I know man. I mean look at the Gretchen the 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 fake kidnapping Gretchen Widmer yep. plot. Of the seventeen, <laughs> of the seventeen people involved, fourteen were federal agents. It's crazy. Fourteen. It was fourteen FBI agents and three morons. My goodness. Like if these people can't realize what is going on after that was yep. made public, then I don't yep. know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's just there's no hope. I mean, you're just <laughs> I know. At that point. <laughs> just go home, ladies and gentlemen. Turn around. Turn the truck around, bro. Go home and stop talking is our legal advice for the day. Move to Texas and, I don't know, join the the Texas Rangers or something. I don't know. Like, if you want to, I don't know, join Border Control. Like, if you, like, I don't know, like, become a Border Control agent if that's what you want to do. My goodness. Don't get yourself killed or arrested. Oh, my word. My <laughs> word. But honestly, you know, and we're going to get into this on Wednesday, but I, it's a little shocking. Yeah, that That Abbott has stepped up to the plate the way he has the way every other, well, all but one Republican governor, not just with like, you know, Joe Biden sucks, you know, way to go, Greg. They're like, no, no, we're sending our our state National Guard, whatever resources, money, whatever you need. You know, like DeSantis is putting out these daily videos explaining legally why Abbott is in the in the right here and everything. It's like it is a strong show of support from these Republican governors and I mean, I contrast that with the Senate, obviously, where these these mm-hmm. these morons are just giving Joe Biden the farm and basically opening up America's borders permanently. You find, and, but at least we have some governors, man. Like, if things are going to turn around in this country, it's going to be on the state level. It's going to be because of guys like Abbott and Stitt and DeSantis and, and these these red state governors that actually give a shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is what we could be, you know, if we had this kind of attitude towards everything else. The GOP would be incredibly powerful. So uh, hopefully this will be a catalyst for something rather than just, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, a, a performance that we will forget and return to the MAGA world. And I'd expect a show of force from Joe Biden, but I don't know. I mean, with everything going on in the Middle East, with his age, with his dementia, yeah, with you know, with with everything else going on, I don't know. I think now is the time to stay on your ground. Like, do not give an inch to this degenerate administration. Yeah. They're going to be tied up doing, I mean, they're, they're tied up six ways a Sunday, man. I mean, with this whole, quote unquote, responding to Iran thing, that's going to take up the one hour a day that Joe Biden is cognizant of anything. 
You know what I mean? I just there's no reason to back down. I think, and I don't think yeah. Abbott will. I think Abbott drew a line in the sand here. Yes, I mean it's, it's his responsibility to do so as well. So about time. Yeah, absolutely. Ian, my brother, uh, thanks for doing this, man. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody follow you, read your stuff, check out your podcast, which is great. I highly recommend it. Give us all the plugs. Yeah, thanks always for having me. You can find everything on social media, I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. Uh, you can find my Substack where I post all the stuff I'm writing. And you can find me on YouTube, which is Off Limits with Ian Howarth. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>